I'm having deja vu right now. Okay. Do I die at the end? <laughs> oh my gosh, you <laughs> asked that question. I, what's happening? Really? Yes. At the end of the deja vu, I asked that question? Yeah, yes. Well, what else happens? Dang it, you read in the future? <laughs> Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 208 of How, How Married, Married Are you? you? Okay, my name is Belief. This is Yvette. We married 13 years. In California, we got four kids. Relationships scary. It's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask how, how married, married are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening, you're in the wedding party. It's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions. We got the answers. It's chocolate baby story time. Chocolate baby story time. It's chocolate baby story time. One, two, three, and... Okay, so, so last night, <laughs> Raya has been, I, I mean, I guess they're kids, right? So they can dish it, but they can't take it. So Uriah has been scaring people. I, I scare the kids sometimes, right? Just kind of jumping out, like kind of boo, right? And then Raya was trying to scare him. Anaya, he's been like really picking on Anaya and scaring her all the time. And Raya has like a zero to a thousand. So it's like, ah! when he does something, it's really loud. And so he scared the crap out of the other night. And she was like sort of whining and he thought it was hilarious. So then I hopped in the bathroom in the shower and I was going to get ready to scare him. But then Theo saw me scare him, saw me hop in. So then Theo punk behind runs downstairs and tells Raya, the dad's about to scare you, right? So I hear him say that. So then I run into Theo's room <laughs> and hide behind like his closet door. So when Theo runs in his room to go seek shelter and he, so he could laugh, I jump out and I scare him. <laughs> and then the next night, Theo scares Uriah. He, well, yeah, he scares Uriah, right? And then Uriah starts crying. He, he scares him back to back. He scares him like <laughs> twice. And Raya just starts weeping. And I'm like, bro, what is that? What are you doing? Right? And he's like, just crying. Just like really sad. And I'm like really confused by this because I'm like, bro, you the one that's always, you know. And anyway, I realized something because I comforted him. We cuddled and all that. And I didn't like it. <laughs> you comforted him? I, I comforted him later, like oh. when it was time for Because I was going to say, when I heard it, I didn't know what happened. And I was proud of myself because I almost like ran downstairs. But I was like, no, something's happening. Glenn's going to handle it. And I thought that yeah, um, I thought that Theo and Ryder were about to fight fight. Like it sounded bad. Yeah. It sounded bad. Yeah. And I think they were. But I just realized that like my role as a father is... I have to counteract the tenderness with some toughness too, because mm. I think it's really corny that he decided that he could not take it. I really feel like, um, as I was like comforting him, I was like, what was up with that, bro? And he, he just is like, then he went right back into a victim thing. And I was like, ah, 
I can't really tolerate that. So we're gonna have to figure out something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got. Um, I have like a I'm proud of you moment. So I don't know if we've updated you guys on. Okay, so speaking of chocolate baby story time, we have children with us today. Come over here. Since you want to interrupt, come over here. Is it Anaya? Yeah. What's up? (laughs) Come here. Can I start drawing with character? Yeah, I need you to give me some time so I can work on this, or I can turn the TV off and y'all can go pray or something. Okay. Okay. Talking to the Lord is always good. Close the door, please. Thank you. Tell your brothers, tell them the rumor that um, we need time to work. So, thank you. Um. Yeah, so I don't know if we updated you guys. I think we told you how Theo hurt himself and he had, like, a buckle of fracture in each wrist. I don't know if we told you that he did end up having to get a cast on one of his wrists and then a brace on the other one. And um, when I took him into the appointment and we were sitting in the doctor's office just kind of waiting and stuff, he made a comment and I was like, wow, when did he become so wise? Because honestly, the way he um, he like fell and the way he reacted and stuff I was like oh he's gonna be afraid of riding his bike again like he's probably never gonna go on Mm. his bike ever again Mm -hmm. and the other day he was like you know it was like the decision I made it's not the bike's fault (laughs) (laughs) that's very insightful and I was like that is wisdom right there and I appreciate that perspective because it's definitely um, like a lot of kids I feel like would have just been like I'm done with the bike Mm -hmm. but very true very well i'm impressed by that yeah yeah all right um so before we get into anything can we talk about why you're so dapper today i don't know i just had to put on you know you look good you feel good i'm trying to feel better there's a lot of things happening that are outside of my control so i'm trying to take control over some things i'm trying to feel better in life it's a lot of things that's outside of my control so i'm trying to control what I can, I don't know. I have no idea. I just had to put something on, really. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to take a moment and inhale and exhale? No. It's not <laughs> very, like, I feel like it, because everything's so dusty, it's making me not want to breathe so deep. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Um, first of all, welcome black. And I want to say make sure you like and subscribe to um, like this video and subscribe to our channel. Uh, the How Married Are You podcast is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a little love session. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we talking about uh, what makes re- relationships work, what's uh, challenging. Um, we're trying to add as much valuable value as possible. But I want to say, um, I really want to recap episode 207 because I think it was very funny, man, because last episode we talked about how there was this young lady who, you know, was in a season where she's kind of like, man, I'm done sleeping around. I want to settle down. And I seen this guy at the gym. He's very attractive. Only problem I thought was that she worked at the gym. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was kind of weird. You work at the gym. You seeing the guy at the gym. That's fine. But then she starts looking him up, social media, and was like, hey, like, uh, 
I actually looked him up, and he looks kind of like the guy in my dreams. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And I just thought that was preposterous. <laughs> um, and somebody agreed with me. Um, uh, there's a, a person that said, do not shoot your shot. You work at the gym. He sees you. He knows where you work. Just be friendly, and if he's interested, he'll talk to you. If not, he's not interested. Um, or he has a girlfriend. Very simple. Was it a man or a woman? Uh, I it believe, just says user. I believe this was a woman. I don't know why, but I just have the feeling. I don't know why. Okay. It says looking up his profile isn't that creepy. This is why I thought it was a woman because she said it wasn't that creepy. I think most <laughs> men would be creeped out by that. No, they would not. A, a Jordan. He wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like, oh, God. Now you're bringing me in. All right, Jordan. So... Uh, you're at the gym. You're working at the gym. You remember this episode. He'd be flattered. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're working at the gym. He would be flattered, but I think he's got a little bit of thirst in this, <laughs> in this season of life. <laughs> so you're at the gym. You're working out. Um, a lady sees you, and she looks up your name from your gym profile. She doesn't look up your name. She knows your name because you come in all the time. Okay. And she confirms it by looking at the <laughs> gym profile she looks you up on social media. Is that creepy or not? It is. It is creepy if she's like, like, hey Jason, like already like, oh, you know my name, and I haven't even. Yeah. Haven't even like, we're not friends. What if? She, what if you're in? You say if you she bags you, she gets you in a relationship, a year and a half down the road. She's like, hey, just so you know, I looked you up on. Da da da. That's how I got you. Would you care? I think I could. I could get past it, but it would be. It'd be a little creepy. I think the most creepy thing about it is that she'd have to kind of lie like she doesn't know as much as she knows. That's the only thing. Like, so a conversation you're going to have is like, oh, do you have a brother or you have a sister? But I know you got two sisters and a brother. (laughs) Right. No, or it could be her way of confirming, is that girl? Because when I looked you up on Facebook back in the day, I thought your mom was your girlfriend. I was like, why is he even like? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was your sister. Your, My mom looks very mom. young. It doesn't help. <laughs> okay, and then so the, she says, um, the other thing she said was, uh, there are plenty of couples who look happy, who look like happy families online, but are headed for divorce, or um, they're kind of gentle men who mm-hmm. will actually end up abusive, right? So remember that people on social media aren't always what they seem, right? And so um, this other person apparently. We are just old because um, <laughs> Sydney Dion, uh, the, the you, Sydney Dion. Wait, you saying her name? Yeah, what? she's in the comment section. Okay. It's the comment section. She goes, as a 23-year-old myself, I'm 100% looking up everyone. As for whether or not it's creepy at work is debatable. But <laughs> she said, I ain't got time to play. She said, but she probably didn't have to search hard. Yeah. First name. And they live in the same area. They probably have mutual friends and followers, which most likely made her search very easy. Also, let's keep in mind, she's only observing that he... What, what he, he made public. But we hit public on social media. Yeah. This is typical Gen Z behavior. So I die, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm off and just old, right? Apparently Jordan's old too, right? Because <laughs> we all Gen think... Z? Are you Gen Z? Uh, no. What are you? He's a millennial. What? Yeah, right in, right on the cusp. Really? Yeah. I yeah, didn't. Because I'm on the cusp. I thought I was on the cusp. Oh, you're on the cusp on this side, mm-hmm. and he's on the cusp on this side. Yeah, we're 10 so years I'm apart. dead in. Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a story one time. I was going to church, and then 
some girl and his family had done research on me. And they were like, oh, you're a man of God. <laughs> and, uh, and so basically, they had put together like plans to move to this church. And she told me like a couple months before she was sent, she was like, hey, I can't tell you who I am or how I know you, but one day you'll find out. And now Yikes. that feels creepy. That is just the worst. <laughs> like, how do we know that? Yeah. That's a fatal attraction. Oh right no, there. we need this story. We need to have story time yeah. with Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be a segment on the How Married Are You podcast. Yeah. But that that's creepy. Don't be switching up your whole life for um somebody. Now, yeah, no. I don't know. I definitely think we're in 2024. This is a world of social media. I don't think that it's fair to call people creepy just for looking up a name. Oh, Did true, you see true. that this person emailed us back? No, I didn't. Okay, so I would like to. Oh, uh, we have to do an update. Her, um, her uh, thing. Wait. Oh, she's sending all all capital letters. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Let me just make sure this is the right oh, email. Oh, how about the story loop closing? <laughs> yes, we need that. Close yeah, yeah, the story yeah. Loop. this okay. is the same email. Okay. okay. So, post episode thoughts and thank yous. Hi, I just listened to the episode and loved it. I laughed the whole time. LOL. I appreciate all the wise insight and advice. I felt creepy typing or tying it to an extent. Oh, typing it to an extent, LOL. But I saw his name when he checked in and he was the first result on IG. So I didn't have to search hard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. I can't see any other personal in info. I promise I'm not a stalker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. has laughing emojis. I shot my shot, kind of. Oh, no. No. Oh, what happened? <laughs> Tell me what happened. Wait, 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 wait. She goes, I shot my shot kind of by following him. Now that oh, I would not have done. <laughs> so that is definitely shooting your shot. I would not. Don't do that sound effect. That was not nice. That that right there is bold. I wouldn't have gone that far. I just would have looked. And then she goes, he didn't follow me back. So I just left it be and was totally okay with it. I have a list, <laughs> but I could use some refreshing and refining. I'll definitely take your advice about attraction and continuing to be open as well as moving with faith and confidence in God and not just sitting sitting in wait. Um, since I sent the initial message, I've kind of settled on into the mindset of seeking God first even more and being emotionally available, but not necessarily searching for love or putting pressure on it. The episode encouraged me to continue growing and taking opportunities as they come and not being afraid to do so. I appreciate you guys even caring to help me, and I didn't feel bad at all, Glenn, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I took it as tough love from an uncle, and Yvette was the auntie that just got it. <laughs> Thank wow. you again, and I'll be looking forward to the HMA Live dates to come. Okay, all right. We have dates. We have a dates? Okay, well, we do. You want to say it? No, no, I want to just stick to this next comment. But wait, 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 wait. I just want to say we are old. Yeah, she well, called I, us auntie and uncle. Duh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I we're didn't think we were sister? there yet. Nah. Oh man, we we weren't, um, during our brother and sister stage, we were giving, we were basically uncle, uncle and auntieing because we were like helping kids out. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I was a after school program person. You were a math teacher. Mm-hmm. We could have been brother and sister and hanging out then, but we were way past that. Dang. So uh, real quick, uh, Danit199. Jeez, you really called out people's handle, handles out here. Babe, I think people will appreciate knowing okay. that they were you shouted out. walking with Lisa. I, I said that one. Oh. Um, uh, beautiful episode as always. Yvette, I am now an empty nester, but I love the idea of that mother's retreat. No workshops, just rest and connection. Exactly what, what mamas need. Uh, wishing you both rich blessings in 2024. Speaking of the mama's retreat... Yeah. Talk about it. So Talk about it. She is just right. It's rest and connection. No workshops. I was actually thinking about this this morning and I was like, man, before I accidentally ended up in Mexico by myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I went away once on a cruise um, with some girlfriends and I that was when we had one child. But I feel like the more children we added, it was harder for me to leave if I wasn't leaving to go away with Glenn. And the, before that, though, I was just going when I did leave, I would go like on a work trip to go to a conference for math or a homeschooling conference for homeschooling. And so um, I realized like when we do get away, it's because we're doing something. It's like work. Mm. It's not necessarily rest and revival. Mm. And so um, the what Moms Retreat will be happening May 10th through the 13th this year, 2024. Tickets are, they should be on sale by the time that you listen to this podcast. No, they're on sale. They're on sale. Tickets are on sale. Um, and I just really hope if you, whether you are a husband or a mom or a partner to um, your baby mama, please come. Join us. There's only 25 spots. I I a what? partner to your baby and mama. <laughs> so like, yeah. If you if you're in a, if you guys are partners raising mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. but you're not necessarily married. I guess we're partners too. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. you well, know, in the uh, yeah, situation ship. I got you. Thank Go you for asking for that clarification because maybe someone else was confused. I was confusing myself. Not really. Okay. So anyways, let's get back to the point. There is a mom's retreat. It's called Unplugged. Um, it is happening on May 10th through the 13th. We are hoping or I am hoping that you would join me and uh, 24 other women to just spend some time with yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to spend some time with yourself by also connecting with other mothers who just get it. You don't have to say too much because they get it. They're living it with you. Whether you're a working mom, a stay-at-home mom, we also have Lily here, and I don't know why she's barking. So, anywho, tickets are on sale right now. I don't know what else to say. I'm not a really good salesperson. It's going to be great. We are going to be in Carefree, Arizona at the beautiful Savannah Wellness Resort and Spa. If you have not heard of this place, you should look it up. It's spelled C-I-V-A-N-A. Um, I just got back from my own little staycation in December, and when I got back, I was like, I got to bring more moms here. Um, It is a hidden gem in little Arizona, and um, I hope that you guys will meet me there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be dope. Well, Yvette came back super well-rested, super um, Mm -hmm. just kind of like zenned out. You know, she knew how to find her peace. Even yesterday, you know, like I saw her outside. Like she knows how to find her peace, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people, when they feel like they need to go away all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And Yvette is able to find what she needs 
it allows her to take things back, right, and bring them home so that she can implement them. So yesterday, like in the middle of the day, she went outside and slept in the hammock and, um, uh, you know, laid in the sun, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. which was really dope. So uh, make sure you guys sign up if you have not signed up, uh, even just for Yvette's email list to know when the next one is happening. If you don't think you can come to this one. But moms, if you have not given yourself the opportunity to rest right now is your opportunity to do that. I think that's going to be really important for you. Um you know, uh, to take a break before, you know, summer starts mm-hmm. and things get crazy at home and all that stuff. Like, give yourself a moment to get yourself through that last little bit of the school year. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. And, and even you- the, even our empty nesters, that people that like, oh, you know, I, I would really love to go with this, but I don't think this fits my demographic. Ooh. I believe that you should go because mm-hmm. there will be opportunities for divine appointments there. Maybe not even with the women that are there, but just the people at the place. And it might be a divine appointment for you alone. So, And maybe you just need to come pouring to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um, make sure you guys uh, take the opportunity yeah. to give yourself some rest. And it is Mother's Day weekend. So if you want to sell it to whoever you have to make decisions with about, just say, hey. I'm going away this Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day weekend. So this is my gift. Yeah. All, <laughs> All right. right. Go ahead. You want to hop in this email? Okay. Um, my husband is lost, depressed, afraid, all around stuck. In August 2022, he was fired from a good job. Oh, let me go back. She is 30 years old, and I've been married three and a half years, and I'm currently pregnant with our first child. My husband is lost, depressed, afraid, just all around stuck. In August 2022, he was fired from a good job. From a, She put quotes around good job. He didn't really like it or want to be there. It wasn't his dream or even in line with his dream, but he took it anyway. It was also his first job ever. So immaturity and unhappiness was his overall vibe, and they fired him. He found another job within within a month, fired again. It took about two months to find job number three. And even though it was not in line with his dreams and goals, he was much more committed to following through while working on the side to create the life he really wanted. I encouraged him to pursue voice acting. He's an anime nerd and with an expert, I'm sorry, he's an anime nerd with an expertise in video games and a commanding voice. He's got a voice like Thanos. Very nice. You can totally make a career out of that. So we planted some seeds of hope. He built a recording studio downstairs. He's in therapy. I found his therapist even before the job stuff because he had some anger issues. He made real progress. But then job number three fired him. By this time, his confidence was shot. The quality of the job, the jobs had been deteriorating. And this last job was way sketchier, less organized and less efficient than when he started. So this one wasn't totally his fault. Anyway, that's three jobs between August 2022 and March 2023. So let's figure out how many months that is. August, September, October, November, December. That's eight months. Three jobs in eight months. 2023 was a very hard year for us. It took five months for him to find another job, but to his credit, he was relentless. Even in the darkness, his parents and rich aunt helped, everybody needs a rich aunt, helped keep us afloat. In August 2023, he lands another job. He's an engineer, by the way. So these have been all been engineering jobs. These are $80,000 bags we're talking about. Anyway, he's on engineering job number four. He still dislikes the work, but gets it done and with a much better attitude and uses his free time to work on VO stuff and stream content. Cool. But in October 2023, we found out we were pregnant and now we're back at square one. The man is terrified about the baby. Nearly every man he has spoken to, mostly geezers at the golf course, tell him 
his life is over. Better pack up those clubs, they say. He brings that despair and hopelessness home to me, consistently expresses that he doesn't want a baby, doesn't take an interest in helping me prepare. He's repeating the same pattern from his job. He's afraid of losing himself, so he disengages. His feelings are fair. This is very scary. He's been through a lot. But I can't be the only one with any faith. My faith has sustained our entire marriage. I'm so vulnerable right now. I'm finding it hard to be encouraging and lift him up because I desperately need encouragement. I don't know what's going to happen. I have my own dreams waiting to bloom, and they will. It's ordained. But my husband is adding so much weight to my life. I'm trapped in the smallness of his delusions. We could have such a beautiful life. We have all four of our parents around, an abundance of family and friends, so much support. I'm a strong wife, but I'm working alone. He has not caught up, and I'm starting to resent him, particularly because of the environment he's creating during my pregnancy. I need more, better. What are y'all's thoughts? Speak to him. Speak to me. We need encouragement. You two are gifted. I trust your feedback. Thank you very, thank you for everything. So we tried to short shoot like answer this question in like a minute the other day, mm-hmm. and Yvette was like, "I'm gonna need more time." Mm-hmm. So I want to give you the opportunity to kind of speak your mind. I think one of the biggest things that stuck out to me, and I feel like this is a theme in a few of the um, emails that we've gotten recently, is the value of community. Mm. I believe that who this man is surrounded by is impacting his state of existence. Um, It doesn't sound like outside of family, and I don't know how close he is with family. I don't know how much he's sharing with them. But I do believe that she said uh, mostly geezers at the golf course, right? So these people are telling him that, um, these people are telling him that like, oh my goodness, your life is over, right? Mm -hmm. Is that something you would say to someone having their first child? I mean, not me, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who these people are, and I don't know what their experience has been, but their experience is not the experience of all people. And Mm. for that to be the first thing they say or what they're saying besides congratulations, oh, my goodness, you're going to love fatherhood. Fatherhood has done this for me or it's done that for me. Like, you need to find better friends. Well, Yeah, I think also, like, fatherhood isn't, seen the same as many people see it right like some men would prefer not to have a kid mm-hmm. or what to have a kid when they're ready to have a kid when they think they're ready mm-hmm. and so if you if a kid comes in and out and they don't think they're ready i think there is a a huge um like their their mind never shifts they never change their mind mm-hmm. and they're kind of like well i gotta do what i gotta do you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. your life is over all your dreams are over because that's what they feel like they sacrifice in order to bring this child, right? But that's an immature standpoint, unless you're thinking, like, if you have, you know, no pun intended, but belief in the actual, like, belief in fatherhood. If you have that, then you know that it will will change you altogether. It will change everything about you in a better way, Mm -hmm. right? But we're not there yet. So we're talking to shallow people. Yeah. And I mean, and now that I'm looking at this, they've only been married three and a half years She's 30. I'm assuming he's somewhere around that. I can understand why at that young of an age, even though I had my first child at 25. Was I 25? I was 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe that can be young, especially if it's not something that you were like wanting or desiring in this moment. 
But I do believe that our community is so foundational in helping us get through these hard times. Mm. Um, and like we have to be mindful of who we're allowing to speak into our lives and who we're allowing to or who we're choosing to listen to when we are in seasons such as this. And so that was my biggest takeaway. Like when we originally were talking about it is that was my biggest takeaway is like, who is talking to this man? And then the other thing about it, too, I feel like is. Yes, husbands and wives, we are our main whatever, but it's also really good for us to have people. You know what I'm saying? Like outside, because if she's the only one saying, oh, it's going to be great and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. He ain't hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, not I, hearing that. So I think his issue isn't external. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that. You know, the external things that he's hearing and the stuff that he's around doesn't help. Yeah. Right. But I don't think that's his main issue. No, for sure. Right. So his main issue. Right. It says um, this. There's a lot going on here. Okay, so he's obviously depressed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that he says that is like that she mentions about her husband is that. Um. Even though it was not in line with his dreams and goals, he was much more committed to the follow, following to following through while working on his side uh, to create a life that he wanted. Okay, so it's so interesting to me how often I hear women talk about their husband's dreams, right? It's like I don't know if it is as much of a important like an emphasis as we make it because his dream is not her responsibility right okay you smiling let's go no i'm ready to listen i'm ready to for you to remark because i can go either way with this <laughs> <laughs> i could go either I'm way i'm just listening my love i'm ready to pivot no matter what <laughs> so his dreams are not her business so she's making it a priority to make him happy in his lifestyle when obviously there's anything, anything can come along and make this man unhappy. Anything can come along and no matter what his season is, right, he can still see himself as a prisoner because of his mindset. So there's, I have a song called Activate Mm -hmm. and I have this line on this song and it goes, if you take a prisoner outside of jail and you put him in the castle, he'll still think that he's doing time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think this individual has a, a prisoner's mindset no matter where he is. Mm. So his depression, and this is this is all a, a long shot because obviously I'm reading someone else's email in a state of frustration, but um, he's in a state where he just can't, physically like he just he just mentally he can't get through what's happening in his mind and he's already told himself a story about the kid right and so i need him i need you to stop making your husband's dreams your priority because once he's finally happy in doing what he wants to do you might be bitter that he's not so enthusiastic about your dreams i'm gonna let that sit I'm going to let that sit for a little bit. You feel it crawling up your neck. (laughs) (laughs) 
Who are you talking Take to? Take it personal. The listeners or the uh, wife? Oh, my co-host here? <laughs> no, no. It's don't make your husband's dream your priority, okay? It's not his responsibility to be happy, to find a job that makes him happy. It's his responsibility to find joy when he's working. He's got to find it. You can't find it for him, but he... He 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 screwed up. He had a good a good job, and he thought he was it was a bad job. Then he got a worse job, and he thought it he thought it should have been better. Wished he had the other job, and now he's in a situation where he's like, oh shoot, I really hate this job, but it's I gotta do what I gotta do. I ain't got no choice. And so now he's choosing to change his mind. But what if in the beginning he would have had the right mindset? But we're already talking to an immature person because this is his first job. So we're gonna give him grace here. But I do believe that he's dealing with depression at another level. So. His depression um, is, uh, I, I didn't realize how, like, I, I didn't, I okay, personal experience. I've had a, I had a job, all my jobs I hated, but this one job in particular, I was done for. Ooh, this job was a, was a cubicle job. And I'm, like, I think the perfect place for me to work is, like, what I do now. Like, I can move around when I want to move around. I could switch tasks, you know, knock out a little bit at a time. This was a pile of papers. I had to call people. It was a call. I hated this job. It was so, we were selling um, diabetes lancing devices. If you would have just ended it as we were selling diabetes, that was funny. Sorry. Selling diabetes lancing devices. And now I'm finna be on diabetes if I don't <laughs> take care of myself. <laughs> Needing the daggone thing, I'm about to call them people back. Like, hey, let me, can I get a discount? Nah, just joking. Um, but yeah, like I hated this job so much and I would come home every day and Yvette would be like, yo, like, ah, uh, what? What, 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 how was your day? And I'd be like, I hate it. Don't ask me about my day. And she's like, okay, well, you know, what, um, what, uh, you know, like, what do you want to do? Like, she was always trying to help me solve this problem and, I don't know how I got to this from where you were trying to get me to. You know what I'm saying? But can you tell me that? Can you tell me about your thing about me, my dream, you know? So I was listening to you talk and I was like, I know a lot of people say happy wife, happy life. Insert cringe. I know people like um, don't like that saying. And mm -hmm. it's not really a good saying. It's happy spouse, happy house. That's a good one. That's a better one, right? But I do believe that we as women, and I don't know, I don't even know, like especially being married to like a black male, like my heart, I'm just going to speak for myself. Mm -hmm. Like for my heart, my heart is to see you thriving. Mm. I feel like if you're thriving, then I'm thriving. Mm. Like I feel like you, you, you being good makes me good. I'm good. You good. Really? We good. Okay. Yes. Yes. Now, I know that in our relationship, because I'm married to who I'm married to, sometimes you thriving and you being good comes at my own expense. Mm. Right? So, like, you'd be like, okay. That's example. <laughs> Give us an example. <laughs> you'd be like, okay, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> Glenn go running off and doing whatever, and it makes me... So, like, sometimes Glenn doesn't necessarily prioritize my comfort and he shouldn't 
Okay, and don't take that out of context. No, I need you to explain yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm not saying That's a good like, point. It's a good point. I'm not saying like my comfort, like, oh, does she have a roof over her head, warm clothes, whatever. I'm more so saying like Glenn will challenge me f- out of my comfort zone of what I'm used to doing, right? Um, I think one of the things that we did um, early on in our marriage was we did the whole Dave Ramsey thing and, you know, to each their own. It helped us in a season to become debt free. And so mm-hmm. that was good. Yeah. Um, steps. But like that, what it took to become debt free, you know, was uncomfortable. And he says, live like no one else so you can live like no one else. And I believe that my husband really does have that like down pack. <laughs> like, Suffer I'm going and to then you can win. <laughs> yes. Live like no one else so you can live like no one else. Thanks, brother. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, um, you could leave it right here. I'm going to drink that too. No, you aren't. Yes, I am. I Not got... during this podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Let's take a bet. I'm having deja vu right now. Okay. Do I die at the end? <laughs> oh my gosh, you <laughs> asked that question. I... What's happening? Really? Yes. At the end of the day, I asked that question. Yeah, yes. Well, what else happens? Dang it, you read in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. What the heck? We want to know. That was weird. <laughs> okay. Um. So, so yes. So like, and I know, and it's it's it, it becomes challenging because I know that in therapy, Glenn and I have found well when we were in couples therapy that. He does a lot to try to make me happy, <laughs> right? But the thing about it is I'll, I will be happy if you're good. Like, just take care of yourself and mm. make sure you are, you know, experiencing joy. So when I would ask him that question, it didn't it didn't feel good because it was like, oh, I, while teaching, <laughs> if you're an educator, you already know. Um, being in that career, it has its challenges and all the things. But more than anything, I really did enjoy my career. I mm. knew I was doing what I needed to be doing in that season. Mm-hmm. And I was making a difference. And that felt good. And so when I'd come home and I'd ask you, hey, like, how was your day? And you'd be like, please stop asking me that question. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you just spent like eight hours of your day there. And now I can't even know, like, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It was just kind of wild to me that a majority of your time is spent there. And I can't even ask you about it. Because you hate it that much. And I was like, you can't be spending all this time at this place that you hate. Let's, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when you are, and it could be different depending on the relationship. Because if both of you are working a job that you're miserable in, but one person is like, well, I'm showing up every day and I'm making the best out of it. While the other person's like, I can't do this. It's a drag. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's, 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 there's an imbalance there. Mm -hmm. But for me, when I see you like watching you make puppets and get excited about that, it's uh, very like attractive to me and makes me happy. Really? Like seeing you happy makes me happy. Mm. And so. Oh, that makes sense. Huh. What? No, I'm just saying that <laughs> Is makes that really sense. like an aha for you? Well, if we can, if that was a generalizing statement between like, because I, I hear that like, I hear women say that sometimes. Like my husband is in this situation and I just need him to right. So it's like these men that need to turn on or go pursue what they're called to do. Mm -hmm. The only problem is when we start pursuing what we want to do and then it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And so of course that comes with boundaries Mm. because you could be happy, happy gaming all day. 
And yes, there are people gaming all day and making money from it, but there are also people gaming all day and really like not making any kind of fruit from it. Right. You know right. What I'm like saying? the guy from the last episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what I mean by like like even for example, when we went when we took the road trip across the country and then we flew to Maryland and you were with your family, I think me and the kids were both like, oh my gosh, who is this child? Mm. Because it was like little Glenn came out to play. Yeah, you got to see me in a place of security instead of providing security. Yeah. Ew, that makes me very emotional. Sorry. But you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that that we like I like. Uh -huh. I, I need to stop speaking for my children. Yeah. But like, I really enjoy seeing when little Glenn comes out to play mm -hmm. and when you are just genuinely joyful. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, if you can have that in your career, if you can be passionate about what you're doing, that, that in and of itself, whether you're making a million dollars a year or $50,000 a year, if you have that, that brings a level of security to us mm. that no amount of money can. Okay. Okay, I like that because I feel like that helps me understand this woman more. Yeah. Right? But there's also a, I do think it's a problem if that's all she focuses on is trying to help this man live his dream. Like she, they built a studio yeah. so that he could do voiceovers and like that is amazing like that's mm -hmm. a good wife right mm -hmm. and all she's asking this man to do is like man appreciate it please be positive about where you're at and appreciate where you're at so we can and don't make me feel bad right you got an idea you had an idea growing inside of you yeah you wanted to be a speech person and uh, do voice acting and this person he sounds perfect for like what I'm looking for <laughs> but uh, his attitude ain't there so I could mm. never work with him but like I would say that, like, she does all this stuff because he had something, you know, brewing inside of him. And now that she has something brewing inside of her, this baby, he can't even be positive for a moment to help her get Enjoy to the other it. side. Uh -huh. That is really disheartening. And so there is not a place, there is not enough places for um, men in general, right? I'm not even going to say that because that's a... That's a, a an excuse he needs to find a community like you said but he has to find somebody else to be sad with <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh and i guess he is in therapy or in counseling but he needs something else because his wife deserves better than that so i have a suggestion okay i have a, a not a solution but a suggestion um I created a, an e-course. I've been working on an e-course for a while. Uh, it's called The Art of Fatherhood. And this e-course is uh, not even for sale. It's not out. Mm -mm. But I, I have a beta for it that's not complete. It just helps men walk with their spouses while they're about pregnant. to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. um, so during each trimester, there's modules, and he can just kind of know what to expect, and also know um, what he should be doing, right? And and I want to gift that to you guys, um, you know, and I'll send you a little contract, make sure you don't share it with nobody because it is, you know, intellectual property. But I would love to share that as a way to kind of sow into 
your relationship. And I want you to be excited about this baby. And it's not fair that you got to do this alone. So um, I will email you guys with that uh, for sure. Um, and it'll just be on Dropbox. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is really tough. Um, I love what you said about community. I think that, you know, if we have some takeaways, I think that, you know, he, you guys definitely need to get in a different friend group. Um, he has to change his belief, but he can't change his belief without changes, changing his mindset. Can't change his mindset if he doesn't change his environment, which is the community. Um, and then he just has to, uh, you know, work. <laughs> he has to work through the pain. Um, I've read three books so far this year. Well, I'm, I'm on my third. Um, the book that I'm going through now is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think this book is going to be incredible for this man. Um, it's going to be incredible. So maybe that's a good gift to get your husband. Um, there's not even, not even an excuse. There's an audio book. There's a book. And there's a master class. If you go on master class, you can just watch it. So um, something for him to do would be that. And that would also help him be get better at uh, uh, voice acting. So, yeah, I think that's that. I think that's what we got. You know, um, babe, how married are you? I'm so married that um, are we telling everybody what's going on with you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't I won't say what you whatever you don't want me to say. I won't say. Oh, you about to tell them all the thing? Oh, no. Nah. That's crazy. That. Okay. You can say it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> That's crazy. So the other night, this is not funny. All right, let this me stop. Is, this is not funny and it's really deep. Yeah. So the other night, I woke up. Glenn was Glenn was calling me. Mm-hmm. He was calling me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Yvette Anaya. Yvette Anaya. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like coming out of my slumber. I step out of my bed. Lord, I think I get to the edge of the bed and I see my husband laid out on the floor, like laid out on the floor. And I'm like. Penis to tile. Okay. I wasn't going to say nothing. Just belly But on. he was naked. <laughs> he was naked. <laughs> Apparently he had just finished showering and he fainted. And he's calling me for Anaya. And I'm like. Uh-huh. What the what's going on here? Yeah. And so at that point and it was crazy because the night but like before we, I went to bed, we had had a conversation where he was like, hey, I'm feeling these things. Um, and, you know, I need to get I need to see a doctor. And I was like, I'll call and schedule your doctor's appointment tomorrow. Mm. So I had already um, planned to do that. But I'm so married. I found my husband passed out naked on the floor, and then I did everything necessary to get him seen immediately. He went to the doctor that day, um, or that morning, the next day, the decent at a decent hour because it was morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went to the doctor and found out. Got a lot of answers and a lot of actions, but I think stress still, still some stuff that needs to be answered. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think he's got like his stress is starting to catch up to his body type thing. So mm-hmm. keep him in your prayers. Um, yeah. Because, you know, he reminded me yesterday I don't do life alone. <laughs> I remind you that yesterday? Yeah. Remember what you uh, said? We don't have to get into it. I don't remember what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, how yeah. married are you, Mia Moore? Um, I'm so married that 
uh, I prioritize making up the bed every day. You've been killing it. <laughs> every day. If I see the bed not made, I just make it because Yvette said that her, the bedroom, had, she, it's when it's clean, it's like a sanctuary for her and a safe place. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just if I'm the last person in the bed, if she gets out of the bed or whatever, I'll, uh, the other day she came home, she was like, did you guys make my bed asking the kids? Because <laughs> I thought sometimes the kids do sweet things like that because they see me trying to make an effort so they'll help me out. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that I Because you like, had left or you were the last one out of the bed and you were about to make it. And I was like, oh, no, I'll make it. And then I realized I forgot to make it. And then I made it. And then I was like, wait a minute. I made, made it. The but the real crazy thing is. I must make the bed just as bad as the kids would <laughs> because you thought the kids did. It should have been obvious. Uh, that's anyway, funny. that's and that's, that's just an, what? That's, that's just, just you said. That's how. Oh yeah. And, and that's, that's just, just how married, married we are. are.